Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting-edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, that's good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Yeah. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is James P. Friel. I am super excited to uh, be here with you guys today. We have an amazing guest. We also have Mr. Dean Holland from the United Kingdom. Dean, how are you today? I am awesome, as always. Today, I'm extra excited. I even bought some donuts just for this show. <laughs> right. All right. So, you guys, we we are joined today. Uh, by Brandon Carter, um, very, very well known in in the fitness world. Also, probably one of the funniest and most strategic marketers uh, that I know. I mean, the guy, the guy knows exactly what he's talking about. He's got millions of followers. But I got an email from him yesterday. I subscribed to his list because I was like testing some stuff with him a little while back. I got an email yesterday, and I literally laughed out loud at one of the bullet points in the email. And I just want to read it to you guys and then and then bring Brandon on the show. This is high praise, man. This is, <laughs> listen to this. This is amazing. It, it's well-deserved. <laughs> it says it's uh, Target. He's promoting a program to get people totally ripped up for summer and in shape and everything. He's like, have you, how long have you wanted to look amazing on the beach during vacation? Have confidence that comes from being shredded and muscular. Get attention that comes from having an amazing body. Now, this is where it gets great. How, how long have you wanted to shit on your haters, stunt on your ex, and ride into the summer like an axe-wielding gladiator on the back of a fire-breathing lion? <laughs> I love it. I feel like, Dean, if it's okay, I feel like uh, Brandon deserves the trumpet as we bring him on to the oh, show. Man. I'm happy to pass it on. <laughs> as long as, yo, man, I'm cool with the trumpet as long as it's not like a British thing, man. Like, it's not, it's not a British thing, is it? Well, you know, you, one of your uh, one of your personalities, Cornelius Ketones. Okay, I'm, sure. I'm just playing, man. I like the I like the Brits, man. I like the Brits, man. We I look forward to saving your asses again in the next world war. <laughs> I like it. We're bringing the heat on this show already. I told you, I told you, fasten your seatbelt for this one. <laughs> so, uh, so Brandon, welcome, man. It's so, it's so great to have you. I think you've got a really unique gift in the way that you connect with people. And I think that's the reason why a lot of people follow you and all that stuff. And you've got, you know, tremendous, uh, you know, beautiful business where you're helping guys get in shape and, um, and improve their mindset and their lifestyle habits and all of this stuff. And very well known in your circles and, but one of, one of the things that I, I think I didn't know about you when we first uh, when we first met was that it certainly wasn't always this way. Mm. You are a self-created dude, and I'm hoping you can like rewind the clock a little bit for us yeah. and tell yeah. us how you started on this journey and being an entrepreneur. Yeah, man. Well, first of all, uh, yeah, I'm from uh, uh, South Side Chicago, uh, you know, the poor ghetto. And um, my, my parents were like... 
my parents decided that it'd be best for me to leave that environment when I was in high school because uh, it was a lot of just it's like it's basically a gang infested wasteland. Right. I know, I know in London, man, y- y'all like in, in gang, the gangs, they probably ride around with like, um, I don't know, sticks or or like. You have like soccer games or something. But, but here in America, they shoot each other, man. And I, and I got in some trouble to a little bit. Nothing, nothing crazy, but they saw that I was kind of on the wrong path, running with the wrong crowd, you know, hooligans. And uh, so, so, so much, much like Superman's parents, they sent me away to a better land as, as their, as their homeland was, was, was uh, crumbling beneath them. And uh, they sent me away to military school and I got and 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 that's where kind of things kind of shifted for me. You know, you know, you become like the people you're around. You like when you oh, when you shift your environment, you know, things change. I kind of went into a I used to get beat up a lot because I was like skinny back then. And I was like the only black kid there and I was the only poor kid there. And those kids weren't racist or anything. They're just, you know, kids are just dicks, you know, kids are just assholes. And I would, I would fight. <laughs> That's the quote for this show. Kids are dicks. <laughs> yeah. Children are assholes. We <laughs> drew Brandon Carter. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, man, I want to, I want to, uh, if I'm going to get on these fights, man, I want to win. So I started working out, you know, uh, to get better at violence. It wasn't like to get girls or to get healthy or nothing like that. I just wanted to, to crack some heads open, you know? Uh, I struggled it initially and, and I wasn't making much progress. And then uh, I went home for the summer and my, there was a friend of the family, this guy named Aaron Muhammad. He was voted number one trainer in Chicago several years in a row. He's actually trains uh, Steve Harvey now. Like he's his personal trainer, walks, follows him around the United States. And um, but he took me on his wing for the summer, man, just trained me just for free because he's friend of his family. And I made tremendous, tremendous progress over over that uh, that summer because I was working with an expert. You know, that's the beauty of like having a coach. Right. And man. Uh, I went back to school. I was like, man, I'm going to beat the hell out of these children if any of them says anything crazy. But they didn't mess with me anymore. You know, like, in fact, it was it wasn't that I got so big. Right. Because it was only one summer. But it was just like it was the confidence. That, and that, that's what got me into personal training. I, I wanted to have that same effect on others. So those kids actually started asking me for advice. And I started working with them, like just on what I learned, training them. And they became less assholes and less, less of less of a bunch of assholes, too, man, because they gained confidence, you know, and then. And that's kind of then I immediately the one with the college. I became a personal trainer, and I've been working at a trainer for a long time, man. Man, this, I mean, this story it depends on where you wanted to go, uh, man. Uh, uh, James, this, this shit can get crazy. <laughs> well, I'm okay with that, but like one of the one of the things that I you know I I want to sort of maybe go next with this is there's a lot of personal trainers out there, but not every not all of them actually take that knowledge and turn it into a, uh, you know, multi-million dollar empire. Most personal trainers I know are broke and they never have a spare minute of the day. Yeah, man. Exactly. First of all, first of all, first of all, guys, don't compare these other motherfuckers to me, all right? That's not fair to them. (laughs) (laughs) They already had this. Not fair, man. (laughs) They're definitely not riding in on the back of a fire-breathing lion. Let's just put it So, so what, so how do you make the transition though? Cause this is, this is the entrepreneurial like leap. Yeah. I mean, you were like, okay, cool. I'm, you know, I'm training now I'm gaining confidence. I'm doing all this stuff, but, but for most people, they just stay on that path and they don't ever think to become, uh, you know, bigger or 
have a bigger impact and, and all that stuff. So how did that That's because most people suck, James. That's what I've noticed. That's one thing, <laughs> that's one thing I know, man. Uh, Make a note that is the second <laughs> quote card for this. Right. I think that's true for life in general. Just think about it, man. Uh, like we're like, you know, James, we live in, you know, a really good country, you know, like where things are good. And um, Dean's country used to be cool, too. And <laughs> back, back when it ran the world, you know, uh, 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 <laughs> but if you put most of these assholes in like some shit country, they'd be living a shit life like the rest of them. They just reach the benefits of, of, of everything else. So I say that to say this, what, what changed with me, man, I, I just had a different kind of ambition, man. Uh, I think when, when I was in military school, this is something that happened. I had a roommate who uh, was rich and he lived around the school. It was in Wisconsin, but I'm from Chicago. So I went home with him one weekend. And he lived in a fucking mansion, man. I couldn't believe it. I never really seen that before. And they had horses and shit. I was like, this is oh, what the hell? This is real. This is not like the movies. And that, and I just remember that was a, a shift for me. And I had a, a I had a different kind of ambition from that moment on. And like you said, man, most people, to Dean's point, man, most personal trainers are, are broke, right? And you know, I I experienced that same thing out of college. Like, oh, this I'm not making the money I want to make doing this. So I decided, hey, I know I can make some money, and I started selling drugs, man. I started selling drugs. Uh, this was a long time ago. Anyone listening? Long time ago, like way past any statute of limitations. Mm-hmm. Nobody needs to go looking around, <laughs> digging into this. <laughs> it's just not necessary. Just leave that one in the past. Yeah, if you're wasting your time, uh, it's a long time ago. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, coming from Chicago, like I, I knew how to make some money, man. And um, so, yeah, I started doing that and, and I, I was doing all right, you know, like, I, I wasn't fucking around with that shit. I, I took it seriously, <laughs> you know. Like, um, you know, I was living like the the the, the lifestyle of rappers like talk about. They rap about like I, I was doing that, you know. Uh, until my father, my, I, my I got a call from my sister one day, right, and she was all frantic, you know. Uh, it was a voicemail, right, and telling her to call her. And then I looked, and she had tried to text me and call me like a trillion times, man. And it, and, I, and then I finally like called her back, man. She told me that um. Yeah, man. She told me that she, uh, my my dad was missing, and he left a suicide note, and uh, I couldn't believe it. Like my dad's like my best friend, you know. Uh, and, and I, I don't know. I I wasn't trying to hear that. I couldn't believe it. So I immediately got on the first uh, flight I could back to Chicago, and you know, uh, I still wasn't trying to believe it when I got there. I saw the note, and he was missing. My mom was crying. I could, I just, I just couldn't believe this. It was happening. But now nah, it's got to be missed a mistake. He's, he's out here somewhere. I got to find him. I don't know what to do. Uh, then the next day, man, I get a knock on the door and it's uh Chicago police department. And they asked me, my mom to sit down and they told him, told him they found him, man. They found him uh, with a bullet in his head uh, at a hotel, not, not far from my house. And, uh, and my, you know, my mom like fell to the floor, like crying. Uh, and, and, and then the police officers kind of said, I'm, I'm sorry and left. And, you know, I'm trying to comfort her and whatever. And I'm devastated, too. And but but it was a weird thing, man. It's like it's almost weird to even admit this. Right. But I, as bad as I felt and as much I also felt like kind of like uh, scared. Right. Like for the future, um, because. Uh, I realized that I was like the man of the house at this point. Like now I got to take care of my mom, my grandma, uh, my sister, her kids. Uh, and I, 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 up at that point, I hadn't been a responsible 
you know, member of society. So, and, and I knew what I was doing was going to kind of lead me down the same path as him. Cause he was into some stuff he shouldn't have been into as well. I don't want to get into it. And, um, and it was just like, it was, it was wild. It was, it was, it was just a, that, that responsibility to wave. Uh, I, I just wasn't ready for that. I, I, I wasn't ready for that. I, I imagine it would be like when, when, um, when Simba watched Musafa die and then, uh, he, you know, he wasn't trying to be king, so he just ran away and, and lived with the monkey, with, lived with the pig and the squirrel or whatever it was for for a few years. But but I I didn't have that option. I thought, see, I thought that's when you found Dean. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't have that option. And then and then when I get back to New York, then when I got to New York, like like or, no, around the same time, one of my other friends who was doing like. The same thing I was doing, like they found him murdered in um, his car in New Jersey. And then another friend from back in Chicago, man, he got sent to life in prison. So I was like, man, everybody around me is everybody, you know, you become like the people you're around and everybody around me is dying or going to prison. So uh, I decided that's when I went and changed. And that's really when I got serious about uh, uh, making fitness uh, a, a legit business, you know, and, and being and like really going hard because I feel like I had to do something legitimate and I do some lucrative and and that's around the same time I read the four hour work week uh by Tim Ferriss and I was like oh man if he can sell this nonsense and make money <laughs> I can figure something out you know <laughs> brain quick brain fast <laughs> the fuck yeah man I can do this and uh so actually before all the social media stuff and everything I started the supplement company first it was the first if I I would have did it differently if I did it over again, but uh, like I, I went and got some regular jobs because personal training wasn't enough. So I was personal training on the side. I started working for a moving company. My buddy had a moving company. That's like the hardest work in the world, especially in New York, because a lot of apartments don't have elevators, man. So you're moving sofas and big ass boxes up six story walk ups, and that was like all day. And then and then I had another job as the the manager of a restaurant, uh, my buddy's restaurant on the weekend. So I was working like, uh, man between 12 and 16 hours a day and this was like seven days a week like i wasn't fucking around because i because i because you know the situation was you know my family needed some help and 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 i, and I needed to secure my future as well so that, but i was doing all that to save up enough money to start my supplement company and when i did it the first supplement um uh our fat burning pill i was like man now how the hell am i going to market this and that's when i started social media and uh it, but most 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 people do it in reverse uh, but yeah, there's no way I would ever have a YouTube video up if it, if I couldn't monetize it. Uh, but yeah, it, long story short, it's, it worked out, man. And uh, uh, James actually saw me get my two comic club at ClickFunnels uh, not long last month, man. So totally, yeah, it was it was awesome, man. And so, so like, here's the thing, and I want to get into like some of the some of the social media strategies and stuff that you use because I think they're um, yeah. I think they work. Even if you're in the fitness space or anything like that, but before I do, I just got one more question on this topic. You know that we've been on. For most people, they could have let themselves feel sorry for themselves. They could have, you know, kind of curled up in the fetal position, and they could have done all these different things. What? What were like? How did you control mm. your mindset at that point in time? Because I feel like that has a lot to do with how you've also created all the other stuff that you built as well it's like you've got you've got a winning mindset and i i just want to sort of 
dive into that for a second. Oh yeah, man. Well, thank you, um, man. If, if I, you know, I guess I, uh, I guess I, I'm good at like just suppressing my emotions. <laughs> like I, like. <laughs> Well, I don't have any, so I don't even have to worry about. It. <laughs> you know, you don't have feelings. Um, I man, it's just like I, I didn't do a whole bunch of grieving, you know, or none of that. I was like, I just got to work, man. Like, like, and sit around feeling sorry for myself. I didn't feel anything, you know. Like, um, I, I think that's one of one something. I mean, I worked at this, but it's something I've, I've gotten good at. Is like, you know. Um, I think people put too much emphasis on feelings, you know, like uh, like everyone, you know, you want to be happy or follow your bliss or all that other shit, you know, um, uh, all that other fucking nonsense, you know, like uh, California bullshit. Uh, that's easy <laughs> to say when you're drinking a kale smoothie or some shit, you know, like in <laughs> when you're on Rodeo Drive drinking a kale smoothie with your tiny fucking dog. But. Um, you know, like that shit don't help people who are in like serious uh, circumstances, right? Like, like there's a fucking kid in Syria right now, you know, you know, fucking war zone, right? You know, hoping he his home doesn't get bombed. What are you gonna tell that kid to follow his fucking bliss? Uh, no, nah, man, it's like <laughs> you got to Like that kid needs to do whatever he's got to do to improve the situation, and and you can be happy if you want, you know, and fault and you be, you know, joyful if you want, but like emotions aren't goals. Like, you know, like emotions aren't the same as goals. Like happiness is a stupid fucking goal, right? Because it 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 it's it's it, it comes and goes, man. Like nobody the perpetual happiness is like a myth that these self-help gurus, you know, perpetrate and that perpetuate to give people an emotional reach around, you know, so they can sell them more nonsense. It, it, it's it, the, the, the truth is uh, you need to be able to, to do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it, you know, regardless of how you feel. I mean, that's, that's called discipline, you know, like that's, that's more important than anything, you know, like that's, that's the key to success is like discipline. Like, yeah, there's a lot of shit you don't feel like doing, or a lot of shit that you might have a lot of stuff going on, uh, uh, and you might feel a certain way about it, but like, who the fuck cares? You know, like, <laughs> like, and you know, I can't pay my rent with my happiness or my joy or like, you know, my bliss. Right. Like I got like, I, I can't take care of my family with my, with my, with my, with my energy, you know, like I got to get to work, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so yeah. So, I, and I, and I totally hear you saying that, but at the same time, I also know that you love what you do. Yeah. Right? I, so- I, I think it's like, um, you know, I love what I do because I'm good at it, and 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 I'm good, and and it's not the opposite, right? Like, it's I don't, it's not. I'm not if you get good, there's a good book called The Talent Code, and and they they basically talked about like one that talent was overrated, but but mostly it's like you enjoy things you're good at. Like, if anyone's ever played an instrument, you know, like when you sit down and practice, you got to make yourself do the parts you don't like. You got to make yourself play the scales, right? But if you got yeah. some riff down, like you'll play that all day, like once you get it down. But it wasn't like that at first. Right. So I think anything you like get good at or, or uh, you'll, you'll start to enjoy, you know, um, I think it's ass backwards to put the joy first. I, th- I think you could skill acquisition uh, bring is actually what brings the joy. 
That's amazing. Well, like, I mean, for me, like, I still get nauseated having to do this podcast with Dean. Really? It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just like so repetitive. I get that, man. I get that. Listen, it's like, yeah. you had to, you had to come save him. That's what we do to the Brits, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, they be, they be goose stepping. He'd be goose stepping right now. I said, you might save us first, but we're soon coming around to take your land. <laughs> Those days are over, right. Dean. You talk about a thousand years ago. Who was the last place you conquered? <laughs> Come on, man. Get real. Yeah. All right. All right. So, 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 listen, man. So, you've got how, how many, uh, just as of today, like how many, how many, uh, you know, subscribers on YouTube and followers on Facebook? So, people understand, like, about what we're about to talk about. The magnitude about of this empire. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm talking okay, about. Okay. So, uh, my smallest <laughs> platform is, is Instagram with 136,000 uh, followers. Uh, but it, it, it goes up from there to YouTube where we have, uh, I have, a uh, 750,000, um, subscribers and over 150 million total views on a channel, uh, in Facebook, 1.5 million, uh, fans. All right. All right. So now, so now the game has been set. Mm. Um, so, okay. So. How do you do that? Yeah, man. All right. Well, I just want, I want to be clear about this. Most people can't. And us, <laughs> most people can't, man. Very inspirational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they. <laughs> like everybody, it, like I, I used to, because yeah, I, I, I have like coaching and courses on growing your, your following, but I can't make you have the, the juice, you know? I can't make you um, good at what you do. I can't make you. Uh, entertaining i can't make you just like it but if you have those things so i gotta assume the person who wants to do that already has those things you know like it, it let's yeah let's let's assume they like they've they've got the juice as you put yeah. it and, and they probably the don't though <laughs> probably not well you, like you said <laughs> most, most, most people don't know what they're doing and yeah. so we're talking we're talking and this is i think our listeners are in like you know the top top percentage of people who actually take action. So this is for those guys. Okay. Every, every platform kind of has their own unique uh, little things. And I can get into all the tips and tricks and and the tactics, but there's one overall arching principle that that's like really most important. And if, if you miss this, then, you know, any like tactical shit will be in vain. Uh, However, if you get this right, you know, you can fuck up all the tactics and do everything else kind of wrong if you get this one thing right. The overarching principle. You guys ready? This all social media. Yeah, this is this is a, this is the moment we've been waiting for. No, here goes secrets. One sentence, man. Like you know, post awesome shit frequently. <laughs> I swear to God, like if you do, if you did nothing but that, right? You you would have success and and like the more awesome, the the better the better you'll do. You know, and the more okay, awesome, so the better you'll do, and the more frequent you better you better uh, the better you do. Like, and it's kind of like a race. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a seesaw, right? The more awesome it is, the less frequently you have to post, and the and the and the you know, but the less awesome it is, the 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 more frequently you have to post, like to get um, but it has to be somewhat awesome for it to be work at all uh for example uh, one of the guys i i, I do the marketing for this is this guy named connor murphy and i and i do he's a he's a huge influencer on youtube and i found him he didn't have any 
like courses. He was just like whoring himself to brands and shit, you know, uh, but he wasn't like doing a, a business out of it. He was making a good uh, living off YouTube and, you know, he was doing all right with sponsorships and endorsement deals and dumb shit like of that nature. Uh, but his, his, man, his content was just so good, like to, for his audience that he only has to post like a video once a month, man, but each one gets like millions of views. Right. So long story short, I, 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 I met up with him and I, and I was like, man, you should come out with some digital products. And so, uh, I helped him put together a course. He worked with, with me and my team and, uh, yo, it is so, man, he did, um, he made, uh, we, we, we did, uh, $200,000, in the first, in the, in one week of the launch, the first week of the launch. And, uh, it's just a testament to how awesome his, his, his content was. Now for me, like my content is just not as like awesome as his is, right. It's not as viral. It, it's, uh, I'm just not him. Like he's, he's just got the juice. He's just got more juice than me. I'm just be honest. And I got the juice, but he's got more than me. So I post, I try to post almost every day. Right. Also, my content's different, right? It's more educational. It's entertaining, but like I'm, I'm definitely trying to teach something in, in the majority of it in, a, in an entertaining way, and where his shit is more entertaining and less educational. So there's there's it's harder to monetize his his, his audience, but the audience is so big that there's enough people that can monetize. Where like I still make more money than him, like even though his his views are way bigger than mine. His subscribers, he has almost two million subscribers, right? Like he is his his. His uh, platform is bigger than mine, but uh, my my audience is uh, more a little more sophisticated. So there's that too, you know. You got to think with the goal in mind. So what? So define like help help us define awesome. Like you know you like what what does that mean? Like and is there a is there a way to think about you know so I can like actually create that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I think uh, well one let's, let's let's start with the goal in mind. Like it's not just you don't want just anyone. So like like for instance, Connor he was just trying to get anyone. So he was doing like pranks and shit. You know, getting a bunch of kids and yeah, they're, they're doing stuff that appealed to them. But uh, that audience is difficult to monetize, man. Like I ran his uh, his audience through Audience Insights on Facebook, and I was like, yo, these people. These these kids are poor. These are these right. are they homeless? No, but they're just children, you know. Uh, and they and they were young. So let's think think with that in mind. So like you got to think about your target first. Know the audience you want to attract. I think I think that's the most important thing. Well, it's easy because it's like it was it's like me ten years ago, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going at like and I I think what would I like at 24, 25, you know, or your mid yeah mid twenties mid mid to late twenties. That that's 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 the guy I'm going at after uh but my my demographic yeah my demographic is 25 to 35 that's like my hard my my, my largest demographic right now and that, that's deliberate because i think with this with this in, in in mind so have like an avatar this person like what is he what is he he or she look like and it shouldn't be he's or she's it should be okay this is really important dean let me ask you a question man i want to i want to br- bring you in the fold dean dean you there <laughs> all right <laughs> let's say dean that you own a tampon company, right? You know what I'm saying? Have you been spying on yeah, him? Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm bringing the oil tampons. Right. You all right? You, you, you follow me? I'm there. All right, let's do it. Now, <laughs> there's a lot of people in the world. You can't market to all of them effectively. Do you really care what like men think about your tampon product? I don't know. You don't, man, because they're not going to buy it. So you, all right. So bam, we don't have we don't have to care what half the population thinks about already. What about like right. like uh, little girls, like children? You know, like nah, definitely. Nah, not. man, nah, man. 
Not yet, at least, you know? Uh, you know, who cares what they think? Right, what about old chicks, you know, like post-menopausal <laughs> chicks? No, no, they're no good either. So, man, we done X'd out, like, the majority of people on Earth already, right? But that's all you need to care about. So, like, what do they care about, Dean? What would the, what, for your Royal Tampa, what, you, what, 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 <laughs> the chick who wants to buy Dean's Royal Tampa films, what, what does she care about, man? What does she, what does she, what does she care about? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know what she cares about. <laughs> what kind of market are you? Listen, God damn it. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? You guys get what I'm saying? Like, so you think, yeah, you, like you really focus, like narrow that as much as possible and go like 100% on, on those people like and just think about what, what they what they're into what they like what what, what kind of shows they were like what kind of stuff they drink and who else is marketing those people like kind of copy some of them man like you know my life is like a mountain dew commercial right because like <laughs> because you know that's what my target is into right like when i when i make like i, I mimic a lot of the marketing that i see that that i, that, that, that I know they're going after my, my 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 target like old spice or um Dos Equis or even Gatorade and Nike, depending on what emotion I want them to feel. Right. And and, and I, I make content based around them. So I guess number one would be like define the target market, get real clear and then uh, make content that they would engage with. You know, like what 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 are they interested in? What what what? But most of all, what problems are they trying to solve? You know, like what, what problems do they have? So it's easy for me because I, I used to be that guy. Right. Yeah, I used to be a 24-year-old guy. So I, I remember what issue, what problems I wanted to solve, you know, and I try to make content that teaches them how to solve it, but also in, in an entertaining way that that um will encourage them to share it or, or become like a like a, a raving fan. Right. You know, because I, I, it, if it's boring, like they're at a college lecture, uh, it won't resonate, you know, but if it's too silly, then it's just I'm on some clown shit and they won't purchase. They won't take it seriously enough to uh, to purchase. So I think those are the two things that are like really important and it's going to be different for whatever, whatever your target is and what, what your, your demo is. But you got to start, you start with that and then you create that content and you post it frequently or as you so eloquently put it, post awesome shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, frequently, man, frequently. And then, and then, I mean, as far as like growing social, like that, that's it, you know, like that, that email you got, it's, it started off as a, it was really a, my, the Instagram post I posted on a, a picture, right. You know, um, and so, like, that, that's a lot for a caption. Like, it was like, a, I know exactly how many characters. It was 2,020 characters because that was the absolute limit that they let me put in, in Instagram. So I just filled it up with, with good content, you know. Um, and it, it was a call to action in there, too, for them to do something, to sign up for the VIP list for the, for the course. Uh, but, like, it was filled with content. So it was a post, but it was like a bunch of long-form uh, a short form sales letter, but a long form post, and mm. then within a within a, a Insta, uh, Instagram video, so it's like double content. It's like I'm trying to, I'm just trying to post dope shit frequently, man. I'm trying to post awesome shit as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so speaking speaking of that post in the email that I referenced at the beginning of the show. I know you're uh, you're in the middle of a pretty important launch for you guys right now. Yeah, man. So it's a, it's a launching this new product, man. Terminator Two, Terminator Two Week Judgment Diet, and it's designed <laughs> to help uh, to help anyone who goes through it burn more fat in the next in, in fourteen days than they have all fucking year. That's a bold claim. That is a claim, yeah, man. 
Yeah, but it's actually like you. So like, so like from the marketer, and he's like, I didn't make a specific claim. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not specific. It's still very vague, but it sounds fucking bold, you know. Uh, it's true though. It is, it is. It is true though. It's a very difficult program. And what we did was uh, me and me and uh, me and Brian actually went through it uh, again, like and documented it. Uh, to to show the effectiveness, and we I lost fifteen pounds, and Brian lost uh, twelve pounds. But it was a lot of it was water, so we got DEXA scans, body fat DEXA scans before and after. Brian lost six pounds of fat, retained almost all his mu- basically all his muscle. Um, wow! I lost. I, I started off at a way lower body fat percentage, so I didn't lose as much fat. I lost two pounds of fat. I went from ten percent body fat to nine percent body fat. Uh, but I retained all the muscle and then the rest was just was, was water. But like losing that much water will make you look more ripped. And it's just, you know, I don't have a lot of fat to lose. So the the, the more fat you have, the easier it is to lose, the, the faster you lose it, actually. Well, there you go. So um, so I know there's pr- probably some people who are just generally interested in what you have had to say from, you know, from your marketing strategies and like all that stuff. So so like what what are your channels and where can people go to find you and then? If they're interested in the in the program for more of the fitness side of things, where uh, where can they go and check that out? Oh, so here's the program. Like, listen, don't do the program, all right? Because you're not tough enough to do it. I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. Almost nobody is. Like, it's it's very difficult. Uh, we I designed it back when I was doing. Uh, there was a point where I was doing some fitness modeling too, right? And they would call me and say, "Oh man, you got to be. We need you for a shoot in like a, a week or two weeks at best." And I'm like, "Damn, man, I'm not." fitness photo shoot ready. And, and, and this will happen over and over again. And, and through that time, I designed this program to get me ripped in two weeks, right? Ripped enough for a photo shoot ready in two weeks. And that's kind of where this comes out of. And over the years, I've I tweaked it. Um, but yo, man, l- listen, check this out, listener. You're not tough enough for this. All right. You know what I'm saying? This is only for the people who are dead, dead goddamn serious about uh, getting as ripped as they can before summer. Uh, it's probably not you. Right. You probably a bitch. <laughs> you, know <what> I'm <laughs> you probably not tough enough for this, man. So don't do it. However, if you think you might be tough enough to do this, then go to uh, I put a little quiz together for you to find out. Yeah. Put a little quiz together for you. So you can go to brandoncarter.com slash T two quiz. All right. So the letter T number two, the word quiz. Brandoncarter.com slash T two quiz. And uh, what it's going to do is going to open up Facebook Messenger and you can actually take the quiz in there. Uh, you don't have to put in your email or anything. You just take the quiz right there. And uh, once you fucking fail it, I'll, <laughs> I'll show I'll, I'll send you to something that's uh, more adequate for someone of your stature. But it, if if in the unlikely event that you pass it, I'll give you more information about the the quit, the, 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 the Terminator two week judgment diet. And if you just want to follow me on Insta, on, on on any platform. My Instagram is King Keto, K-I-N-G-K-E-T-O. And on YouTube, uh, just type in my name and uh, some fucking awesome shit will show up. <laughs> and on Facebook, uh, you can search Brandon Carter. I'm the one with a million and a half followers. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> hard to miss. It's hard to miss. So you miss. know how to distinguish that. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. In case you were wondering, oh, okay, is it this one? Is this? One? Oh, and, and, 
It's the famous And as one. you can tell, Dean, Brandon has a very difficult time promoting himself. Um, so right, I'm, yes. I did wonder if it's you I'm so put something together for you just to, <laughs> just to help push whatever you got. Yeah. Dean, it's because I'm so humble, man. Like, uh, <laughs> my, my, my biggest problem is is uh, I never get, I never, I never, I don't think I'll ever get the recognition I deserve for my humility. <laughs> you know, like it's, I'm like a, I'm basically a, a god of modesty. Right. You know, uh, yeah. He's a humility. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying, I'm working, I'm going to get a gold chain <laughs> and it's going to be like iced out medallion that's going to say humble on it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's my next perch. that's my next investment right <laughs> humble in all diamonds <laughs> oh, well, Brandon it's been uh, it's been amazing having you on the show man I uh, yeah man I, 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 it's, been, it's been a pleasure yeah I, I um I know Dean's British and everything but I hope you've enjoyed your time with him too yeah, man, it's cool, man. You know, ch- ch- uh, carry on, chop, chop. <laughs> Brexit. <laughs> well, you keep a look out for my royal tampons. <laughs> yo, I just got, yo, he's, he got a business opportunity right there, I think, man. <laughs> royal tampons. He's already, got, he's already got the team working on it. They're building the landing <laughs> as we speak. Yep. Um, Threw it out the door to the rest of the team while we were talking. Right, exactly. Listen, you guys, put stop everything you're doing. I've got a <laughs> idea. So, uh, well, listen. Thank you, uh, thank you for sharing so openly about your story and uh, and your strategies and like all that stuff. Super, uh, super amazing to have you here today, Dean. Anything, uh, anything that you would like to add as the final word? No, I think I'm done with the royal tampons. I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dean, let me ask you a question, man. Um, is this the best podcast you ever did, or is it the greatest? I think it's somewhere past the greatest. It has yeah, to be, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that, that is the appropriate response. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's another accolade that you could take with you now, uh, Brandon. <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, I'll never mention how great I did on this podcast because I'm too humble. I'm, I'm just, I'm too humble. I'm way better than that. Way better than that. Of course. I <laughs> mean, our secret, I'm sure. all right awesome well thank you guys uh it's been a true pleasure and uh for all of our listeners make sure you subscribe tell your friends about justin tips this is james p frill signing off for my co-host and i on justin tips we will talk with you guys next time later thanks for tuning in to just the tips where we believe business should be profitable and fun For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to get free from the day-to-day operations of your business while making more money, visit me at jamespfreel.com forward slash autopilot. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License.